I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Voice First Health. I am so pleased to have you along for the ride today. Uh, I've got a great guest. I've got Dr. Neil Desai on the podcast today. I've met him uh, at some of the voice conferences, and I have been interacting him with uh, interacting with him uh, on social media. He is a physician himself, and he is truly an innovator and uh, has really dedicated many years towards helping medical students to understand that there is so much more to medicine than just practicing the actual medicine, and whether that be finding ways to make yourself happy and fulfilled beyond the practice of medicine, or helping the next generation of physicians learn some of the new technologies, he is at the forefront of this. Today, he comes on the podcast to talk about his brand new Amazon Alexa skill, MedFlash Go, which is a brand new way of helping medical students to learn the information that they are required to know for um, licensing exams. And this is remarkable because it truly is not only teaching the students the, uh, the medical knowledge that they need, but it's actually teaching them through a new medium, voice, which is going to be the future. We actually get into an interesting discussion about how using the technology is training these students to use voice further on in their careers. Very, very interesting. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited to share this podcast with you. Uh, without any further ado, I'd love to welcome uh, Dr. Neil Desai onto the podcast. Hey there, how you doing? Hey, Terry, what's up? Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. And uh, I had the opportunity to meet you uh, in person at the Alexa conference recently. We've been interacting online through the various social media platforms and you're a fascinating guy. You've got some great stuff going on, and it's uh, I'm really excited to speak with you today on the podcast here. Perhaps we can yeah. start off by getting you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, sure. What's up, everyone? This is uh, Dr. Neil Desai. So uh, what is my connection to voice? Well, I'm a family physician of, of uh, 15 years or so, and got and basically I am the co-founder of a uh, Alexa skill called MedFlash Go, which is uh, the First interactive medical question bank for medical students. And um, yeah, and that's kind of, we just released it two weeks ago. So be ex- we're excited to talk about it. This is great. Hot off the press. Fantastic. So yeah. give us a little bit more background. So you're a family doctor. You've been practicing medicine for a long time. Um, that's obviously one of the things that we have in common. So it was really nice to, to, to as I said, meet you in person and, and chat about some of the similarities. What got you interested in voice and, and technology, first of all? Yeah, so... It's kind of uh, funny. It's an interesting story as a lot of times these things are. You kind of like accidentally fall into certain things. Well, anyway, so about two, three, uh, two, two plus years ago, I was part of a podcast called The Happy Doc. And it was basically for, it was focused on kind of preventing burnout in physicians and medical students. And that's kind of my co-founder, Dr. Taylor Braun. He, um, he, he co-founded and he reached out to me online, kind of similar to the way we connected online here. And through that process, we were like trying to figure out what were the pain points and frustrating physicians, medical students, and why were they not kind of satisfied with their jobs or, or, or their careers? And a lot of it had to do with, there are multiple factors. It's a systemic dysfunction, at least here in the States. Uh, a big thing for me 
uh, was poor technology and being frustrated with electronic health records. And this is a thing I just, we can talk about this later, but I want to put like a, a, a cautionary tale for like all those making voice skills in the healthcare space. Cause you know, we heard the hype and we're like, we're just like, what happened? I'm like, I stare at a screen every day and it's not what it was supposed to make my life easier. Yeah. If you ask, ask to a lot, if you talk, I'm sure you know this, if you talk to a lot of doctors, nurses, they're pretty pissed off and they're like, what, what, why am I staring at a screen entering being like an airline check-in agent tapping it away, <laughs> you know, right. like trying right. to like, you know, and patients are frustrated, or doctors are frustrated. So anyway, that's, that's an aside, but the bottom line is we got through this, through doing the podcast over the last two years, we kind of learned how can we expand our horizon, uh, our horizons and uh, kind of getting, reaching out to our, to communities and one of, and how can we improve our podcast through that? We kind of listen to like voice influencers, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people talking about voice about a year ago. And then, it, and you could, we found out you could do skills. Um, you know, we kind of fell into this voice community with you and Bradley Metrock. Plus the fact that our tagline for the happy doc was the voice of fulfilled physicians and medical students. It's almost like the stars were aligned. Like, wow. it's like, how much more clear do you need? assigned to this is where you're supposed to be going right and uh to and that's kind of the answers it was like okay so um yeah so we ended up doing that and we're and we both are in the medical education space taylor is a second year psychiatry resident in philadelphia i'm a family physician in northern kentucky just outside Cincinnati. we both teach medical students mm -hmm. and through that process of teaching students we kind of learned you know there there's been a transition from when you and i I'm, I don't know how old you are, Terry, but I'm 45, going on 46. <laughs> I'm close, <laughs> close, right there behind you. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're the same gener generation. And, like, you know, we there was no social media or, like, stuff, you know, like, all this technology, you know, the internet kind of, the internet really came of age, I think, in the late 90s when I was in medical school. And right. it was, like, and I was fascinated by it, you know. So I've been fascinated with this digital stuff and technology and gadgets for the last 20 years. And, uh, yeah, so one of the things that we kind of uh, realize is that a lot of medical students are using, like, online videos now to, to learn and live streaming lectures. I was like, all this happened, like, after I graduated my residency in 2004. So I didn't do any of that. I mean, you remember, like, radiology rounds? There was no EHR. There was no – none of this stuff. Right. The way that people are, are learning is individualized. It's self-learning. It's individualized. And it's, it's a lot of it's digital. So that kind of made the nat natural progression or it made sense that, oh, that this is the way things are learning. So we kind of connected those dots about like medical education, uh, the evolution of technology and health and, and kind of medicine and that kind of innovation creativity space and, and becoming getting more innovative to get autonomy back to be, become more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and that's kind of where we found ourselves. And then voice was a uh, one of those spaces. And and then doing the podcast, we knew that we could create kind of like briefings and you know kind of put our podcast on voice. And that's going to be the big thing going forward. Um, so yeah, it just made sense to learn. So we immersed ourselves in podcast knowledge conferences, and here we are. Great. <laughs> and like you said, it it sounds like the stars sort of all aligned for you. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, combine the education and the and the obviously the healthcare background and mm -hmm. uh here you are with MedFlash Go. So so yeah, explain to yeah. us a little bit more about what MedFlash Go is and how it works in the whole bit. Okay. Yeah, so MedFlash Go is 
It's a medical question bank uh, for students in medical school who are studying for different exams. We've actually just recently, since I talked to you last, we've, it, you know, it's for boards, for studying for board exams, but it's also, there's like three, in the United States, there's three steps to become a licensed physician in the United States. Mm-hmm. So you have to take step one, usually at the end of basic sciences, end of your first two years of medical schools. Step two is usually like your end of your clinical rotations after year four, typically. And then typically like step three is usually at the end of your intern year, but you got to finish all three steps to become licensed, right? And those are important exams for competitive for what specialty you want to get into. That's a big factor. Uh, You got to pass those exams to move on to the next level. Um, And then there's also things like shelf exam, which are at the end of third year clinical rotations. So basically what this is, is um, it's 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 like medical flashcards on the go. So hands-free medical flashcards that just test you questions. And it's basically just asks you questions like multiple choice or fill in the blank uh, about, you know, kind of, you know, medical subjects for your exams. Right. So that's great. So, and obviously this is, this is something new because the technology is new and this hasn't been done before. And what, what sort of challenges or how was the process? How did it go for you guys when you were developing this? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, I'm sure if, as, if you figured this out by now, like when you start the first iteration of this thing, it's 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 never like peaches and cream. It's like the first time we tried to do this thing, like we got so we partnered with developers because first thing, first off, full disclosure, Taylor and I don't know anything about technology really for the most <laughs> part, other than we just use it and we think it's cool. Yeah, so, I'm with so you. yeah, so so it's kind of like it's our strength our outsiderness, but it's also our weakness. Uh-huh. And we understand that, but we're aware of our weaknesses and our strengths. Um, so what we realized is like, oh, this is really cool. This is a great idea. But obviously, how do we execute this idea? Because ideas don't mean anything unless you actually execute on it. So what, what we realized is that, well, we need to find a, a developer team. So we found uh, a, a company that's been great to work with there in the, in the uh, Silicon Valley area. And uh, their their voice to biz is the name. They're, they were actually they were a small startup just starting the voice business at that time of year. So it was perfect timing because we were like just trying to start this. They were trying to start growing their business, mm-hmm. and 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 also just about that theme of stars aligning perfectly. The founder, uh, one of the co-founders, actually was from the same exact like hometown as Taylor, my partner, my co-founder. Oh wow! And and they both just hit it off really well. And they were like, yeah, we'll do some beta testing for free for you. And then we got students involved. And um, yeah, so the first, anyway, so this was like a year ago. And when we first did it, the first iteration of it, like, we got pissed off because we're like, I got so mad. I wanted to throw the Alexa across the room and like, <laughs> smash it. And like, this thing's, it's like, it's just frustrating. It's like, I almost felt like, I don't know. Is this how like Edison felt when the light bulb and I don't know, right? <laughs> you, know, or, or, you know, I mean, you just get frustrated. But like, uh, we kept working at it, and you know, we're like, oh, this is like. Eventually, we with the iterations, eventually got to it where hey, it actually kind of works. You know, there's a few minor glitches here and there, but it's actually you know you you you, and we're surprised by because Alexa doesn't have a medical dictionary. She's actually pronouncing these diseases pretty well and these medications and bio, these enzymes a lot better than we expected. Huh. We're like, you know, so we asked Amazon, we're like, hey, I even emailed them, like, can you please send a, uh, set up a medical dictionary for this? And we're still waiting, but oh, <laughs> you wow. know, hopefully we'll get their attention and they'll do it. But like, but yeah, it was, 
it was um that was part of that process we got medical students who want wanted in on this like just to be in be part of something cool to help because it helped them study mm-hmm. and you know, we had students like from philadelphia and my area one of my students and doing doing unpaid intern work kind of like just creating questions for students so our philosophy is like physicians and students doing a skill for physicians and students and kind of like eliminate a lot of that third party stuff that we get frustrated with and it's just it's pure it's you know it's kind of like by people who know the pain points well for yeah. people who, who you know and to kind of solve our own solve our own problems you know that that kind of from the grassroots up that's fantastic and so yeah. uh, I, i've seen a, i've seen a demo of it um mm-hmm. And it, it looks, I mean, it's, I guess looks isn't the right word. It sounds, it sounds yeah, great yeah, where yeah. you just talk to it and it gives you a question and mm-hmm. I can see how, I mean, it's just, it's just so quick. It's so simple, so simple. Yeah. Whenever you're doing anything, you can just talk to yeah. Alexa and start learning information. And I guess that's yeah. the whole point. Right. And the main thing is what we want to market it as, I think, because when I reached out, like, so here's a cool thing. Like, this is kind of like from our other, like we built our community from the Happy Doc podcast. So so we already had that connection and trust with our medical com- uh, student community. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what, when we were kind of reaching out to them, so I got different, you know, I think what we needed to do is figure out, like, how do they see this? And I think part of our, our bigger uh, thing was, like, marketing, like, how they see it. And the way we kind of what we realized is what we need to market it is it's a situational supplemental tool to help study when your hands are tied and during your downtime. So if you think about it, if you're stuck in traffic, right, instead of cursing at the traffic, you can do a few questions. If you're like getting getting before you get up in the morning, do five or 10 questions when your eyes are still sleepy, right? Yeah. Or you're making dinner or you're clean, doing laundry, walking the dog or, you know, or, and the thing is you can use it on the mobile. What we figured out, what we realized is you can also use it if you want to see the words, you can use it on your mobile device. You can see the the answers and just push the home button. And so that was kind of cool to to figure that. I was like, oh, you can even see mobile. So, but the idea is like, yeah, and it tests quick recall. And uh, we were like, we were using, it and I was like, oh, like we. I remember stuff from like twenty years ago. I totally forgot. I was like, right. cool. You know, it's like that. That was pretty cool to, to to see that happen. You know. And that just made me think of another question. So you can see it on the mobile. Mm-hmm. So do you have it set up to work with the uh, APL, the uh, Alexa presentation language for the for the um, like for the show and for the spot? Oh yeah, no, it, it, it works on all devices. Perfect. And then so you yeah. can you can see the text there as well. Then when if you're using it on yeah. the show or whatever, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. That's yeah. great. And yeah. so one of the things that that I I really find fascinating, and, and we were just chatting a little bit about this before we started recording, is mm-hmm. the idea of how this is really going to help shape the way that the up-and-coming generations in healthcare are actually learning and Mm -hmm. how is that going to shape the way that they practice medicine going forward maybe you can speak a little bit about that yeah so let me preface this by saying one of the things that we've been talking about for the last two plus years with the happy doc and now starting with medflash go is our, our one of our taglines is hey it's time for us to start learning teaching, creating, and practicing medicine in the century we live in. What does this mean? It means that what we need to do is we're going to be training a who, where a lot of times knowledge is, you hear a lot of things from like, focus on the other end, from the top, from seniors, which is fine, that's their space, but our space is more from the bottom up, teaching the next generation, younger kind of students. And here's our philosophy. If you teach, because you and I know this because we've been in the system for a while now. And, you know, if you ask older physicians, they'll 
grumble or whatever. You know, I mean, they'll be complaining. <laughs> Here's the thing is, they're a blank slate. To us, it's a blank slate, right? Right. So if you instead of like getting them kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like corrupted. I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> or cynical, you know, like, you know, bur- like burnt out, like we, like I did at some point. Yeah. Our philosophy is like, no, we can be like basically like a vaccine or like a preventive kind of measure. Cause I'm a primary care. We're both primary care physicians. Right. And here's what we do. We kind of direct them on a new path instead of letting them fall off a cliff. What's going on currently. What we do is redirect them to a new path and prevent that from happening in the first place. And you create new, healthier systems. So what the, that means is you start training them on voice early on. And you see it right now. It's happening already, whether people notice or not. You see two-year-olds using Alexa to learn stuff, right? So if you're yeah. saying, like, two-year-olds learning, I mean, think about it. For med students, like, this whole generation V, like, my nine-year-old, or he's 10 now, but my 10-year-old, he uses every day to learn stuff, ask questions. Right. I mean, it's like the new Google, you right. know? Um, so from touchscreen to like voice, right? The last oral interface. So what we're, what we are, our philosophy is like, Hey, if you train this generation of physicians, med students and younger doctors on voice, it's not going to be a big friction or barrier to get them to adopt using voice speakers when that matures in the exam setting rooms in the clinical setting room. So if you have a uh, office, office exam room, the emergency department, the OR, a nursing facility, nursing home facility. They've been trained on it, so it's like it's only natural. That the next step is now they can start practicing with these speakers in the room. They'll be like, they're gonna, they're not gonna like be freaked out by it. They're gonna expect it because this is how I was trained with voice, right? You know, right. And it's gonna be so. It's the way I look at it is the way Steve Jobs introduced like the MacBook to the. Uh, you went from the MacBook, you didn't go from the MacBook to like the, uh, uh, you know, to the Apple, I to the watch, right? What you went from, like, you started with the MacBook, then you had the iPod, then the iPhone, right? Then the iPad, you know what I mean? It just kind of was a slow kind of introduction and evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes when, and this, and I've seen this, you know, it's funny when you kind of introduce a lot of technology, people think it's kind of like a zero sum game, like a scarcity mindset. Like they think, oh, this is going to replace everything. You know, I don't look at it that way. I think that things are going to be integrated. And it's like, you're just going to have, like we talk about voice first. You'll still have these other things. It's just sometimes it's context dependent. Sometimes you're going to need a screen. Sometimes you do speakers. Sometimes you use kind of both. Um, I, I look at it more integrated and harmonized as opposed to like, you're going to do just voice or just screens. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, it does. And as you were as you were uh, speaking there, it made me think back to when I was a medical student. And here I'm really going to date myself and I'm going to date you as well, I think. Yeah, right. But, but, uh, you know, when, when I when I was studying medicine, it was it was just at the time when doctors were starting to transition over to EHRs or EMRs. And right. so I would go into some some clinics and some doctors would have paper charts and yep. I'd go into other clinics and some doctors would be, you know, the, they'd have the latest technology and it was this very primitive, yeah. you know, electronic yeah. medical record. But right. as, as time goes on, I became more familiar with those. Now for the students that are coming up, they go into an office and they're learning with EMR. And yeah. I, I can see the same thing happening with voice, right? Those that are going to be exposed yep. to it a little bit earlier and mm-hmm. start to use this technology are going to be that much more comfortable with this new way of interacting with the healthcare system through voice simply because they're getting earlier exposure to it. And yeah. so I, I think that's really exciting. 
Yeah, I, yeah. The other thing, like, yeah, and that's, I think also with them, the fact that they've been using it since they were two, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to just adopt it and just in, implement it. Right. Like that, the onboarding uh, adoption of tech, like they don't have to think it's like voice. It's like, Oh, I've been using this, you know, like the same way with screens. Like you were saying, like for me, it was like, I was our hospital system implemented HR. One of the first ones to do it was in like 2012, 2011, 2012. And before that I was in practice seven years doing all paper charts, but it was like, I was kind of excited, but then I got like pissed off and mad. I was like, I was like, why am I doing this? Right. Wasting all this time. And, and you know, and you're just like, uh, you know, so what is the takeaway for this? The takeaway is, and this is why I want to, all our listeners, I want to I kind of make this point, is that I'm really begging, 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 please, please, <laughs> I'm on my knees here, please. <laughs> uh, for the health tech companies, you know, please involve, you know, your end users, physicians, patients, because I think a lot of times, I talk about this with Seth on the Voice Society podcast, but like, mm-hmm you don't really know until you actually kind of talk to people who are using it. And I think that's that you, the way it's also the similar, it's like you wouldn't make a cockpit for a a pilot and then change it on them. You know, people's lives are at stake. Same thing here. So I think it's really important. People get it right this time. And I'm saying this, I'm not trying to be like, difficult i'm just trying to be practical yeah you know oh i I agree with you 100% and i don't think i don't think you're the only you know i I don't think what you're saying is so you know way out there i think i think there's there's for 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 people that are really starting to understand good voice design i think people are realizing that you really need to be looking at what the end users are saying about this and and get getting their input because what i what i'm seeing now is and, and and i think i've heard this on on voice bot and and other other um other media outlets that are covering voice, the voice space, but that the the end users are becoming essentially like the designers, the authors of what the content mm-hmm. is. And then, like you yeah. said, then you get a developer to actually then put that together and technically create the skill. But the content, I think, comes from comes from the the, the content expert. Yeah, I think. I mean, not to toot our own horn, but I feel like we we each have specialized. I think this is also on a bigger scale. Uh, it's important that we each, we all have specialized knowledge. And I think what we need to do is collaborate with that. Absolutely. Like for our skill, the, what sets us apart is like, we have the medical knowledge and we're like, Hey, we know all the medical content. We know our, our, our niche, our area, the questions, medical exams, the developers, they know how to develop it, the engineering, all that, and how this should flow and how it, like we work together. It's kind of, yeah. So when you have like, it's basically like peanut butter and jelly when you, you know, you kind of, you combine those two, it's like, that's a great combination. But I think one of the problems with healthcare today, and I think, I think in general, is that there's a lot of siloization. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do is we need to break out of our silos and kind of cross collaborate and, you know, involve a lot of different, have a multidisciplinary approach. And then when you have different perspectives, you really create a, what we all want, which is that delightful experience for all of us that with the right results. And I think that's, kind of what we want to do and then i think be an example of that and i think and you talked about this too so yeah i think you know this too as well yeah no like you said and the ultimate goal here is we want it to be a delightful experience we want it to be uh something that people enjoy using but also something that is going to um at least in the healthcare space provide real value to both the caregivers and to the patients themselves um 
and ultimately, I, I think the best way to do that, like you said, is through collaboration. So I, I, I think yeah. it's great. And and if this if this skill, MedFlash Go, is you know is the beginning of that as the students learn, then hey, that's fantastic. And I think that's yeah. a great place for us to share. You know, um, first of all, congratulations to you because I think this Thanks. is really really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And secondly, so where can the listeners go to learn more about it or try it out? How can they how can they uh, check things out or get sure. in touch with you? Sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me here. So, and congratulations for your recognition. All you're doing, you're doing a lot for our community, and uh, yeah, you've been really great for help, oh, you know, thanks. educating me and all all of us. So, uh, but yeah, our thing is uh, www.medflashgo.com. That's our website. The other thing is, if you just search MedFlashGo on the Alexa Skill Store, you'll see it. Um, we're also on social media at MedFlashGo. It's pretty simple. Pretty, you know, if you just put MedFlashGo, you'll you'll find us. Perfect, perfect. And I know that you uh, you do venture out to the various conferences. So if people want to meet you in person, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you'll be at some other ones in, in the coming year. Um, perfect. Um, wonderful. Well, I will be sure to include the links to, to MedFlash Go and everything that you mentioned on the show notes page. And boy, I look forward to uh, continuing to follow along and seeing what you're doing. This, yep. is, a, this is a great new area uh, that really brings education and healthcare together very, very nicely. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Dr. Neil Desai. I consider him a friend. Uh, he really is doing some remarkable stuff in the education and healthcare space. Uh, if you know anything about me, you know that I'm very passionate about healthcare, technology, and education. And so what Dr. Desai is doing is right up my alley. I love it. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he does with the, this technology and this particular product uh, over the coming months and years. I will have all of the uh, information links to what Dr. Desai was speaking of uh, on the show notes page. You can access those at voicefirsthealth.com slash 36. Thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking some of your time out of your busy day to uh, listen into the podcast. I hope you found lots of value with it. And uh, if you haven't yet subscribed, hit the subscribe button because there are a lot more uh, great interviews and content coming your way. I will talk to you again next week.